0: It's
1: because well, it was hot now. and it was nasty, and I wanted
0: to drink it. Hello! <coughs> oh shit. Oh, relax. Yes,
1: oh, yeah, man. Yeah, the intro, the intro ended. Hello. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't. talk to you <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> oh, there I dropped my glasses. <laughs> of course. Uh, welcome back, everybody. We are Not Great RPG, and this is the Lost Kings of Adoras. Uh, we are here once again for some more d for your and our entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're gonna go around the table real quick, introduce ourselves, uh, and then I will read some amount of the recap that I can, uh, or I'll kick everybody out and read it, I don't know, I'll think about it by the time it comes around to me, and then and then we'll pick back up.
2: Lightning round. Very good. Oh, John, I play Marcus.
3: I'm Sarah, Pop. and I play
1: <laughs>
2: Dandelion. I'm Paul, I play Rin.
3: <laughs> I'm Autumn, and I play Twig.
2: I'm Mike, I play Mr. Pigeon. Ooh. That's not
1: Lawrence. You play Shay. He's, he's Shay. he's never been Lawrence. Yeah. Cliche. play Shay. Bless you. Um, gone. The, the DM of this campaign, I guess get out. <laughs> <laughs> get out. Goodbye. First, oh, I okay. guess. <laughs> I'll read the recap. And then yes. I, when Where's I push the pigeon? lights, I will be first summoning oh. back oh. Uh, Mr. Pigeon and
4: Twig. All right. Oh, well, I need my snacks then. <clears throat> yes. Oh, I I uh, uh, probably going to be a while oh, for me. I'll start so making
1: cookies. Yep. All right. Goodbye. What? Probably last.
5: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The trays
1: are in the.
5: Oven underneath the broiler? Yes.
1: Cool. Yeah. The secret pocket of the oven. Mm-hmm. Hello. It's just me now. Sarah's not drinking decaf. No, she is drinking decaf. She has to. Well, she can't have caffeine. Anyway, last week, a heretical bloodline. Uh, Marcus awakens at dawn and leaves to find a place to pray. Dressed in his full armor, sands the face of his helmet. He heads through the crossing, the street that runs from one side of the city to the other, through the center wall and up towards the Divine District. On his way, he passes the barracks, a walled-off area of the city for military only, with moderately sized wooden walls acting as a border between it the rest of the city. Uh, Marcus is saddened knowing that beyond those walls, his father used to sit and speak with what he imagines were once great soldiers, giving them advice and training much like his own. Now, however, a place that he had once come to admire the stories of is filled with a number of undeserving kind following the lies, corruption that plagues Greymoor, walled off from the commoners. Marcus then walks into the Divine District, up the Path of Reverence, the center street that leads directly to the high seat, the large cathedral-style church of Greymoor where Torm and Tyr are worshipped, being the two main gods of Fjordane. He stops to hold the large double doors for an old woman who kindly asks, What are you doing up so early? He tells her, I don't know, I have always woken up early. She thanks him and enters the church. Marcus follows and walks towards the large statue of Torm and sits at the frontmost pew, He contemplates the terrible things that have happened in Greymoor and prays that his friends will be capable of bringing justice to this city that he will not be able to if he is taken. He thanks Tormentir for their guidance, strength, loyalty, and courage before standing and walking back into the day towards the castle grounds. As he reaches the grounds, he looks to a guard standing atop the guard tower, looking to be roughly his father's age, and says good morning. He requests a meeting with the king. The guard looks at him with disdain and says that is unlikely to be possible, especially for a shawl. Marcus tells them that he will see the king and asks the man if he fought with his father. Marcus tells him that he will see the king, and he says yes. Uh, Sorry, the man tells him yes, and Marcus says, then you know the man he truly was. The man replies, I thought I did. Marcus once again replies with, I will see the king. The man sighs and reluctantly says, don't get your hopes up, but I'll see what I can do. He walks off, returning 15 or so minutes later with a slew of guards in tow as the center gatehouse opens. He says, your wish has been granted, as the guards circle Marcus, walking him through the gate towards the castle. As they walk, Marcus speaks subtly with the older man at the center of the circle, the man not looking in his direction as to not draw attention to them. And Marcus asks if he has ever seen a dragon, asking if he was there when his father did what he did. The man tells him yes, he was there. Marcus tells him that he inherited his father's want for peace and that he intends to bring it to this kingdom, but he fears the dragon he is about to face. The man tells him, as you should, some dragons live in castles. Things haven't been right here for some time. He tells Marcus that his father was a good man and that he is sorry for what he is about to endure. Marcus tells him that he does not seek retribution, he seeks peace and he seeks to return the child. The man tells him that some might not see it that way, and that many keep up appearances out of tradition or fear, the stories of Marcus Shaw III not easily forgotten. Marcus walks with the guards into the castle central chamber, where the king sits atop his throne, head in his hands, a cloaked and robed figure next to him. The man whispers in the king's ear, and the king says, A Shaw has returned to Greymore." Marcus tells him that he is the last Shaw. The king asks what brings him here, and Marcus tells him that he came here only to see his face and ask him why, after all his kingdom, after all his father did for this kingdom, why of all the knights in this kingdom why were his people slaughtered? Marcus notices pain and a sadness in the king's eyes that he attempts very strongly to hide as he utters this next phrase. Simple, your father betrayed his people. He left when we needed him most and that cannot be condoned by the kingdom of Fiordane. Leaves do not fall from this tree. Marcus tells them that he knows that the leaves are culled, but that no leaf under his father's watch was wilted, nor has this one, referring to himself. The king asks what his name is and what he wants. Marcus tells them that he wants the foul wickedness that blights this kingdom, uh, despite all the light in this city, to find it and to cull it before it blights the tree. The king tells him that it is a noble pursuit, but the kingdom of Fjordan cannot sanction such actions and that he has taken his last steps as a free man inside this city. And he did so the moment he crossed into the castle grounds. Marcus whispers to the elderly knight next to him, I cannot surrender, drawing his maul, holding it two-handed while looking at the king and the man next to him, pointing it out at the man, looking into his eyes. I see you for all the wickedness you are, and I promise no leaf will fall in this kingdom. Marcus drops the maul and falls to his knees. The man smiles, he looks at the king, and the king nods, the knights moving close to Marcus, shackling him. The king sentences Marcus to life in prison within Greymoor. As Marcus is being taken away, the king interrupts once more, after the man whispers in his ear, "'Apologies. The price for a shawl is death. This city must witness the ending of your line.' Marcus looks at the king and smiles, "'My father was right. Dragons aren't all that scary.' The king's head falls as Marcus has a hood thrown over his head and is dragged away to a cell somewhere within the city. Marcus finds himself sitting in the cell alone, the older man standing at the door to the cell. He whispers, I'm sorry. Marcus replies, I don't need your apology, sir. It has only just begun. My name is Marcus Shaw, and the people of this city will know that even if it is with a noose around my neck, they will know that the last Shaw died for this kingdom, not for the corruption that has so tightly made its way around its neck like I'm sure this noose will find mine. Torm was right. You can definitely find a purpose in things, and there are people and purposes that are worth dying for. The elderly man replies, hold fast and pray. Good luck. Before turning and walking off, Marcus removes his armor and sets it onto the bench across from him. The rest of the party awakens and finds Marcus missing, a letter to Dandelion stating that he had gone to pray, and a letter to Shea indicating that it is likely his last day and that he could not possibly endanger Dandelion's life nor the rest of their friends. He tells Shay to trust in Wren and to keep Dandelion safe. Most of Marcus's belongings have been left behind around the room, and the party heads to look for Marcus. Shay suddenly slips the note to Wren for him to read, and they head downstairs before heading out into the day. They head up the street towards the wall market, with Dandelion searching high and low for Marcus, while Shade kept an eye out for danger. Not finding anything, they proceeded to the high seat within the Divine District. Dandelion searches for secret compartments in the pews, which Marcus's letter instructed her to keep doing. She comes across the holy book with a small cup and ball toy hidden inside. She flips it a few times before putting it back and continuing to look. She comes across the carving of two bound hands and a message. There are still those that in this city believe in the sacred and the good, and the blessed of Greymoor will yet endure and survive this plague. Next to it is a carving of what appears to be a lantern with a druidic symbol carved into it. Dandelion draws it crudely on some paper that she has before showing it to Shea. Ren watches from a distance and smokes at the back of the church. An older priest frowns at him and shakes his head. Ryn grins at him sheepishly and the priest says, Please do not smoke the devil's lettuce in a holy place of worship. It is disrespectful. Ren puffs out the door instead and asks, What devil? The priest tells him of the flame-eyed one. According to legend and ancient history, assaulted the city on her own, taking out a great many soldiers, making her way to the castle grounds before vanishing without a trace. Rin looks at him wide eyed and says, She assaulted the city all by herself successfully? The priest indicates that yes, this is allegedly what happened. Rin says he will not smoke in here anymore, puffs out the door once more and walks towards the front of the church towards Dandelion. At the back, Shea looks for someone that might have seen Marcus. He finds a younger man dressed in slightly older looking robes running back and forth carrying a prayer book. Shea stops him, assuming he might have been here for hours, and asks if he has seen a person matching Marcus's description. The boy, Frederick, tells him yes. Marcus was here a few hours ago and left, but he did not see where he was going. Shay asks if anyone else was here at that time, and Frederick points at an older woman sitting alone in a pew, telling Shay that she is almost always here for a few hours each day early. Shay walks towards this woman, who has her eyes closed, is smiling slightly and muttering to herself, she feels his presence and opens her eyes. Shay apologizes for interrupting and speaks with her about Marcus's location. The woman, Wilhelmina, tells him yes, she did see Marcus this morning. He held the door for her and that he seemed troubled, but she does not know where he went. Uh, Shay meets up with Dandelion and Rin. The three exit the church to attempt to look for Marcus further, possibly in the wharf, if Marcus had gone to look for soldiers or investigate that area. Back in his cell, Marcus sits alone with his back to the bars, looking at his armor, contemplating his fate and his reputation, as well as the reputation of armor and what it means. He looks at his tattoos given to him by the people of Goldview, recognizing the heavy weight of all that the Shaw bloodline has held, and that if it now comes to rest, that he hopes it can die with dignity, and that he can hold and show that he held until the end. The cloaked figure that whispered to the king walks behind Marcus. "'Well, well, it appears you have gotten yourself into a heap of trouble, Marcus Shaw.' You have quite the end coming for you. Marcus indicates that he understands his fate. The figure tells him that his story doesn't have to end this way, that he can help him if Marcus will let him. Marcus asks how a wicked creature such as him could possibly help. The figure laughs and says that he believes Marcus's father might have had the same reaction to his question. He tells Marcus that the roots of corruption go deep within Greymore, and that he needs a holy warrior to bring about change in this kingdom. Marcus tells them that that he does not understand the meaning of the word holy, The figure continues to taunt Marcus and speak about the power of the black flowers and what they could do for the kingdom with a shaw at the helm again with the black flower power behind them. Marcus tells him that he would pluck no fruit from that tree, that it is poison, and that all the gold he ever wanted in life burned in the fields of grace and that he will never want again. The figure continues to taunt Marcus and offer him power and things beyond his imagination, And Marcus tells him that it is not about the size of the field or the power of it, it is about who you see the morning glory with, and that the people of Goldview will never look out with a sense of wonder or a feeling of safety again, and this can never be given to them while this figure lives. The figure tells Marcus that he did take that from him, and that he took his father from him, and that every move his father made was watched with glee as he marched towards his own demise like a fool. Marcus says that his father's body burned and his bones lay in the grave that Marcus dug for him, but a night lives on. The figure states, you can believe whatever you'd like, Marcus Shaw, and stands walking to the corner of Marcus's vision, transforming as he does, removing the cloak and changing from a human man to an older elvish man with pale skin, long pointed ears, and long silver hair, the unmistakable figure of John Dar, which uh, Marcus recognizes from the pictures. A false flower of Lethander swings from around his neck and he grins. You will regret turning down this power, and the soldiers whose lives I have taken will cause me to grow stronger than you could possibly imagine. I will crush whatever resistance remains in this city, and it starts with you. Whatever Marcus replies, whatever you might possess, I invite you to try, but that is a thing with fallen leaves. Some of them bear seeds, and things will continue to grow, not just you. Jondar continues to taunt Marcus... As Marcus fires back, Farewell, Blackflower. Dar says snidely that he is no Blackflower and that he has his own. Marcus tells him, Your reckoning will come, even if it is not at my hands. Dar continues to taunt Marcus before leaving, pulling up his hood, transforming back into a human man and walking off. Marcus looks down at the tattoos and at his armor, smiling, I wonder if that man believes my father a fool. How will he feel when he is proven to be wrong? I hope my friends enjoy that satisfaction on his face. The party walks out of the church. They are greeted with a litany of soldiers walking towards the high seat, carrying what appears to be a disassembled gallows. The lead knight stands and looks out at everyone. The heretical bloodline of the Shaws will be culled from this city henceforth. And that is where we are picking up. Except we're not picking up there. We're going to be picking up uh, the night before all of this has happened uh, with Mr. Pigeon and Twig. Doing some things the evening before, uh, which has led to their disappearance in the last episode.
6: Hello. Hello.
1: is the night before. This is prior to the thunderstorm happening that woke everybody up. Okay. Mr. Pigeon, what is your plan?
2: Okay, so I would like to, uh, after uh, a little while of waiting for people (laughs) to uh, probably maybe fall asleep, try Mm -hmm. to sneak out of my room.
1: Sure. Uh, Twig, go ahead and make a perception check, please. Uh, so as you're making your way <coughs> out of the room, uh, Twig, I'm going to tell you that you see Mr. Pigeon creeping towards the door and beginning to leave. Uh, you can make the decision, even though we're kind of like shoehorning this in to explain for last week. I'll mm-hmm. let you make the decision on whether or not you'd like to interrupt him now and tag along, or if you'd like to sneak behind him and not attempt to not be seen by him.
3: I think. I'll, like, you know, as he's walking out the door, sort of sit up and, like, rub my eyes and... Sure. You know, walk to the door and listen for a minute.
1: Sure. Um, yeah, so, Mr. Pigeon, I assume you're, you're tiptoeing your way out uh, of this suite into the main part of the building. So, Twig, I would say you hear the outer door click shut as he moves through into the rest of the building.
3: Yeah, so when I hear that I'll I'll walk out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tail him. Sure. Uh,
1: Mr. Pigeon, as you get to the end of the hall and begin to descend
2: the stairs, I'll ask you to also make a perception check. Sure. Let me I think it's just about to be up to. Yeah. What I get the sense <laughs> that me going back down into like that lobby area um, I mean, I guess I'd be able to see. Is it dark? Does it look like he, like, closed up shop? Like, what?
1: Uh, at that point, yeah, it looks dark. There's You uh, You can see, like, the window uh, at the end of the hallway before you go down the stairs. You can see that there doesn't really look to be any activity uh, in the other building. Okay. You also could hop the fence and not go into that building at all. Because there's uh, the courtyard between the two outer buildings. Oh, the other okay. The tap- Great. So you guys sure. are the ones. That yes. you could okay. That's what I was worried about.
2: I didn't know if... Sure. Yeah. And perception. that work? Definitely. Oh, there it goes. just lagging.
1: Ten. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to say you don't notice her yet Turn. at this point. Um, yeah, so you kind of, like, creep the door open and just have your eyes, like, peeking out into the hall as you see Mr. Pigeon descend the stairs to leave, presumably. <coughs> I assume you're going to creep after him.
3: Yeah, I'm going to try my best to be sneaky.
1: Sure. Yes, yeah, so you um, you creep towards the end of the hall. Mr. Pigeon, I will ask, as a person that kind of does this type of thing frequently, would you be, like, actively checking for people following you? Um,
2: I would check on my way out, just because I know people are supposed to be asleep. Sure. So, like, I think I would check on... Like, is it something that you would wait at the bottom of the stairs and look to see
1: if someone is following you? No. If okay. I
2: didn't see any, like, when I check at the top when I'm, sure. like, turning, you know, if I don't see anyone following me, I don't, I don't think okay. I have any particular reason to be overly paranoid. Sure.
1: Yeah, so you, uh, you make your way out into the courtyard, uh, and are you going to go over the fence? Or are you going through the uh, through the tavern portion
2: um, I would want to go over the fence I think in the courtyard <laughs> uh, is there anywhere that looks like it, it would be more away from eyes if anyone was looking out a window uh, yeah so there is this this front courtyard that leads
1: into uh, Lamplighter's Way which runs straight up the city um, there's also you can tell there's like a shorter fence on the backside that leads to like the very small alley behind the building that would be less obvious of like where you're coming from
2: yeah so i guess i would when i leave i would try to sneak into that side at like alley in the courtyard you're saying
1: i would yeah so so if you have building courtyard the build the center tavern building this way is the main street there's a little alleyway that runs behind these buildings that you could hop the fence here and then duck this way into the main street
2: sure then yeah i would i would probably try to hop that way
1: really quick okay sure yeah, so Twig from the top of these stairs you see Mr. Pigeon walk into the courtyard, walk to the back fence, and hop over it into the alley behind the building.
3: Yeah, so I'll I'll still follow him. Okay. Um you know, kinda of peek over the fence mm-hmm. just to make sure he's not but
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: I'll like hide behind things if there's yeah, you know sure. try to keep them in my vision.
1: Sure, without being obvious about yeah. it. Sure. Uh, yeah. So as you creep your way down and kind of peek over the fence, I'm gonna have you roll uh, stealth, and either and your real, passive or roll. I'm either. sorry,
2: I want to derail really quick. Yep. I was not on Mr. Pigeon's character sheet. Oh, sure. Uh, I rolled a 10 on the die, and it was a plus zero on my perception, but that did not seem right. Sure, I did fair. not notice. Let me see what I would have rolled the first okay. time, just in case. Yep. Uh, it won't change what I would do. I would have sure, had a 16. 16, sure,
1: sure. yeah. So I'd say that you would see Twig, you would have
2: seen her, like, peeking out through the door. Sure. Um, yeah, yes. I still would have done exactly what I did. Yeah, Sure. Uh, uh, now though, when I hop, I would wait. Wait.
1: Okay. Yeah. So you, Twig, you don't have to roll stealth now. You okay. peek over yeah. the fence and you see Mr. Pigeon just standing there, looking up at you.
3: Put my ears down a little. <laughs> Where are you going? Can I come?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Trudging motion.
1: Mm-hmm. Hop
2: over. Yeah, so you hop over into the alleyway. And, uh, gesture at you to. <laughs> uh, and I would, uh, get changed. Um, okay. up against the. trying to stay okay. in shadow. I would, sure. uh, take off my, uh, clown outfit, switch into mm-hmm. plain clothes, and wipe makeup off. And sure. Make myself presentable. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and then you can have a, have a tap your shoulder when I'm done.
3: Have I seen you clownless?
2: Uh, no. <laughs> I would assume you have not. <laughs> I would be in, uh, nice, nice clothes. Like, they would look, uh, pretty expensive. And, uh, yeah, my makeup would, uh, would be gone. And, uh, yeah, tap your shoulder. I'd still have on my, uh, spider climbing shoes. So, which I guess look like slippers a little bit. But other than that, I would be in nice clothes. Nice
3: slippers on. Um, Are we dressing up? Are we playing dress up? Okay.
2: I would boop you on the nose and give you the blessing of uh, the trickster, so you have uh, advantage on stealth for an hour. (laughs) And uh, I guess I would like gesture like. Mm-hmm. And then I would start walking. Uh, do I know where... I, I know you know where I'm going. Do I know where I'm going? But uh, I have an idea how to get there.
1: Yeah, so I would say that you would have kind of overheard um, them talking about uh, like the... about where like where King's Way was. And I think somebody had mentioned that was where Jondar's office was. Okay. So I would say that you would you would have an idea. You would assume... Logically, that King's Way is near the castle, so you would at least be aiming up towards the castle.
2: Yeah. So then uh, I would, um, yeah, walk. Uh, I would sneak like out of the alley, but once I felt like uh, I was away from the immediate alley and it looked like where places are lit, and I thought I'd be seen, I would be in just walking completely normal. Sure. Are you walking with, with him, or are you like yeah, still I'm creeping? Next to it. Okay.
3: I'm definitely sure. like checking behind me. Well,
2: sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, gesture, like, deep breath. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, just walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mr. Pigeon's a man mm-hmm. around town right now. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I, I would just go out walking, uh, fairly nonchalantly.
1: Sure. At this hour, there's not too many people out. Um, you know, you get the occasional, like, early drunkard walking by that, uh, none of the like obviously really degenerates that are up until really really late hours and just get like completely hammered you, these are the 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 more wealthy folk that are kind of heading to bed a little bit earlier uh that don't have quite so many stresses that they that they need to drink away um as you guys make your way towards um towards King's Way um you you aren't really interrupted by anybody. Um like I said, nobody's really paying you any mind. You're you're dressed for the occasion, uh, as you make your way through the silver district into the sovereign district, which is where the buildings start to get more uh upper class um as you get into that side of the city. Um there's also you notice as you're walking, as you pass from the silver district into the divine into the sovereign district there's a street that divides them uh that's labeled the crossing that runs straight across through the large stone wall that separates the like two sides of the city um and it's the only break in the wall that you currently see uh, aside from one that's further up in the sovereign district but this is essentially that's the road that you take to get into the other side of the city where the market and some of the other things are Okay, does it look like
2: a point where there's, like, guards or anything like that, or is it just a clearing? No, it's Do- just okay. a clearing, yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. yeah,
1: so as you guys make your way up to, uh, to King's Way, um, you pass by the street that is the second to last street in the city before King's Way, uh, which is labeled the Hallowed Steps. And you can see that there are a lot of different, uh, like, places of worship and temples Uh, like smaller temples along that street. Um, And you can see that at the wall dividing the two halves of the city, there is a gate that leads to the other half of the city that is guarded um, that looks to be closed at this point. Um, And you guys continue to make your way up towards King's Way, and you find that there are several uh, larger, much taller buildings than the rest of them that appear to be for the different... Uh, the different, like, dukes and and things like that, uh, like official offices, essentially. Um, as well as off to the right-hand side, you see that there are large manor-style buildings uh, where the wealthier dukes and, and nobles live. And behind that stands the very tall gray castle uh, cascading up high into the sky. So if you would like to... Uh, what what are you looking for? Are you looking for John Dar's office? Are you attempting to find his home? Home um, would be harder. For I was going to sure.
2: say I would assume I I wouldn't have a reason to think I knew where he lived. Sure. Um. So I would just look for the office if I can identify that. Sure. Absolutely. Uh. Yes. Yeah, so you
1: see about halfway down, uh, the street from where you are, just over the center point, uh, which runs straight down the center of the city, which is labeled uh monarch's path which runs from like the castle gate straight down to the front of the city that divides the street um just on the other side of that on king's way is a office that is labeled duke of commerce uh which is a which you have seen that john Darr is currently well, the duke of commerce in Greymore, uh based on the pictures mm-hmm. that you've seen in the in the labeling um and you can see that it is, it's is—it's a, like, Waddle and Dobbs-style building where it kind of starts off lower and then comes out and goes up higher, where there's, like, a little entryway um, that you can see there is a uh, there is a guard, um, standing guard outside of each of these uh, buildings. Like every, every other building, there is a guard standing. But there are little alleyways between them, um, and the buildings are definitely scalable if you wanted to attempt to do that as well in secret in the alleys.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, I would try to walk by nonchalantly, but look for a way to slip into an alley near that building. Sure. Uh, if not that one, he said. If there's like guards every other, if one of the alleys look easier, and I think I could try to roof to hop, I would. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. The less guarded one.
1: Yeah, um, I think that's fun. Uh, yeah. So I'll say that John Dars office is definitively has a guard in front of it, and it would be hard to get to his building uh, immediately and you would be better off like you said trying to go up through one of these other ones climbing and trying to jump across. Yeah, I would I think I would, that
2: that's a good idea. I would want to do that then.
1: Sure, absolutely. Uh, Twig, are you following as well and going up the side of the building or are you standing guard? What's, what's your plan?
2: I,
3: I'd follow. Sure. You shouldn't be doing
2: Just start walking up the wall. I don't mean, have to scale them, but... <laughs> really I would be on the wall. But
3: I would also walk up the wall.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you both have the same boots? Yeah. We okay, that's the, right. Um, yeah, that's yeah, perfect. Yeah. so you just walk I'll, straight on up. Straight up. up the sides of the walls. Uh, you know, you just sideways start walking up with your spider slippers mm-hmm. up the side of the building. Um, I will have you guys make stealth checks. Sure. Um, you can either do it... Uh, as one check with advantage or you can do it as individual checks that's up to you uh, so you did give her the assistance yeah as I say she has advantage already sure. so. so you can just she can just make the check with advantage then and should I just make my own
2: straight or
1: uh
3: that's an at
1: 20. Okay, so you guys are fine regardless.
2: Sure. If she has advantage,
1: it, she can make it, uh, you both have high stealth, I'm pretty sure. Yes. So, it, either way. Whatever is more, you know, easier for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you are silent as you move up this this wall, careful to, like, make your way around the window so you're not mm-hmm. stepping through glass. Uh, you know, as you, as you kind of creep around it and, um like kind of duck down into the into the little like crevices and carved bits of the building that kind of cascade out so you can kind of like a gargoyle hide yourselves away so that way uh, anybody looking at that moment really doesn't see anything.
2: Uh, I guess real quick before I go any further so it doesn't seem like sure. I want to make any calls on the fly. Yep. I would have did this back in the alley if that's okay. When I got changed and took my clothes, uh, my clown clothes and almost all of my things would have been bundled up in a bag that I would have tried to hide in okay. that alley. Sure. And if Perfect. I saw that you like had a bag or something or like your rapiers, I would have also told you to... I probably only would have had my daggers. Yeah, sure. Okay. So I would have one dagger and then my rope under my shirt around my waist. So sure. That's all I would have. Sure. I wouldn't yep. have brought anything yeah, else. Yeah, the rest of your me. stuff
1: is, is hidden. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's fine. So, uh, so I wouldn't have make like a, my make clanking around uh, or anything. Sure. Make a stealth check retroactively yeah. for me for that. Uh, 16. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so you guys make your way up to the roof of this building and you, you climb your way on as you kind of get to the edge as it kind of like curves out. You scrabble your way up to the top there. Um, and you can see that there is not really a whole lot up here. Uh, there is not like a, there's no doorways or anything at the top of this building that are like a, a hatch or anything. Um, it's just a, a, straight wooden roof. Um, that's kind of sloped a little bit so that way rain
2: runs off of it okay um, and this is the next one is Jandars correct yes okay <laughs> would it look like if I wanted to jump I would have a way of landing on, is the Jandars roof sloped as well it is. It's not, like,
1: heavily slipped. It's it's just, like, slightly okay. tapered, just so that way rain's not sitting on it, essentially. It's not just a flat roof. Gotcha. Because that so would it's just not a No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, yeah I, I ever, would... ever so slightly. Uh, I will ask you both to make perception checks for me. Yeah.
2: Let's say once we're uh, up here and... Uh, <laughs> is this, like, uh, actively looking around, or...? I would use Guidance on myself for stuff going forward. Sure. If not on this one, that's okay. Sure. Curious. No, you
1: can use it on this one.
2: Yeah. Roll sure.
3: 22.
1: Okay.
2: Dirty 20.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, so the two of you see at the top of this building, there's like a portion that, that kind of comes up and, and rises up at the front. As you saw the... The front of this building had, like, this curved part that kind of wraps up. And you can see that there's a doorway built into a portion of it. And you can't see around the corner, but you see that there is a torch light flickering around the corner out of your vision. So that's not definitively a sign that someone or something is up there, but I am just telling you Mm -hmm. that there is a light source on the roof. Not enough to, like, light you up when you jump onto it. Uh, and you can't see the torch, but you just see that flickering kind of reflecting on the ground
2: uh, because you guys rolled so high. And that is, you said it's on the roof, like it looks like an algorithm roof? Yeah, so if
1: you have the roof here and you guys are here, uh, it's the front part of the building around this little corner. Okay. So if you jumped on, the person or whatever is there, Mm -hmm. if there is something, would not necessarily see you, but there might be something there. You do see a light source.
2: So I, would, um, I wouldn't want to jump over, I would inch toward trying to see like if I can see around sure. and if I can't, I don't know if I can do this or not, but I would try to uh, use Thaumaturgy to uh, dim and flicker that flame to see if I get any type of response. Sure. I try to dim it and if nothing happens make it bright, make it start flickering and change colors, see if anyone sounds alarmed.
1: Sure. Uh, yeah. So you um, you do you're not able to get uh, uh, sight of what is on the other side of the roof, but you cast thaumaturgy on this torch and you you dim it and change the colors and you hear a, a muffled voice uh, and you hear the torch get blown out and relit.
2: I uh, definitely stop. Yeah. You no Went <laughs> over there and. Sure. I I guess I would, I would like gesture, I would like gently tap the roof that we're on. (laughs) I would just like push your shoulders until you're like sitting.
3: sit, I guess. Okay. Just stare then.
2: And I would point back at where uh, which was coming from. Then I would try and jump across. Sure,
1: absolutely. Uh yeah, make a athletics or acrobatics, either one.
2: Whatever's acrobatics. better for you.
1: <clears throat>
2: How's a fourteen?
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you leap across the building and you kind of land on the edge of it and you teeter for just a second. Um, you wouldn't have fallen anyway because you would have just slipped backwards and then your shoes would have kicked in and caught you. But for mm-hmm. you know for for visual sake, you kind of like catch yourself on the end of it uh, and, and just teeter for a second before stepping firmly onto the roof itself. Um, and I will say that you. Do so pretty silently, uh, especially because you're in slippers and you're carrying, like, nothing. Uh, You pretty much don't make a sound. I'll pause and listen for a minute. Yep.
2: Um, Is the alcove, (laughs) is there a way that I could climb up and look over? Yep. I would try to get a peek. Sure, absolutely.
1: Uh, Yeah, so you creep towards this door and creep up the side of the other, like, the alcove on your side up across this flat wooden panel and you just peek over and you see there is a guard sitting in a chair uh, holding a torch like flipping through a book
2: uh, just kind of sitting atop this roof Okay, I would slide back down and see if I can like uh, walk down the wall, down a floor, to see if there's a window or something that sure. looks like a way in, not past that guy. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So you creep your way back, and you walk down, and you see a window that looks into an office.
2: Yeah, I would uh, try to, um, oh, I don't know if I have, uh, I would look it over and see if it looks like there's a way for me to open it, if it looks like uh, it's trapped or anything like that, but sure. uh, yeah, I just give it the all eye test. Because I don't know detect magic.
1: Sure. Uh, make so. an investigation check.
2: Sure. Make a little little sign to my uh, sign to my god as I use guidance. Yep. Ooh, that's a uh, well, that's a net one. Uh, okay. <laughs> so with guidance, it's a four.
1: Okay. Uh, <laughs> looks like a window. Looks great. All right, Yeah, it looks yeah. like a real
2: a real real fine well, window. My god has my back, so yep. I'm going to uh, try to gently open that window. Sure. Yeah, you... K- k- no resistance or anything? No resistance, yeah. Sure. You, you You creep that open. Uh, yeah, I would uh, slip in through the window then. Okay. This looks like what I would expect Jandor's office to look like, right? Absolutely. You said, okay. Yeah, 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 this you is, sure. yeah.
1: this is definitively the Duke of, of Commerce's okay. office. Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah, I would want to slip in the window. Yep. Um, and uh, assuming I don't uh, have any reason to be alarmed, I would want to quietly locate like a desk... Sure. Uh, An end table. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would be looking for uh, documents. Sure. Uh, I would want an example of um, handwriting. Okay. And since I don't know where he lives, I would try to peruse mail and see if anything has a a home address that looks like it's addressed to him. Uh, Try and see if I can sleuth out where he might live. For the uh, handwriting example, if I can find one, I would try to find something not particularly important uh, in the hopes that he wouldn't notice it's missing. I'm not trying to take any, like, secret documents or anything like that. Okay. Um, I would just want to try and find something as simple as, like, even, like, a grocery list or, like, a couple sentences on scratch paper.
1: Okay. Um, Yeah, so... I'll say that you you kind of creep around and you look through this desk. Uh, make an investigation check for me. Thirteen. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so 14. you fourteen. Uh, yeah. So you see a bunch of different um, like legal documents for the Kingdom of Fjordane of like purchase reports and things like that uh, that seem probably too important to take because it would be noticed. Um, you do find a few like scribblings of, of a uh, what looks like to have been a letter um, that the bottom portion was ripped off uh, and you only have a portion of the bot like the bottom portion of the letter has been ripped off. And you see in the trash can that you can see that portions of it have been uh, there's like some burnt pages and things in there. Um, but you do have a piece of handwriting. Uh, along with a signature, okay, and
2: I'll get back to you on what the portion of the letter that you find has on it. Yeah, as I said, like I, I would try and that. see if I could read anything in the trash that looks like it was trying to be hidden. Sure. Um, if I, whatever I could decipher from that, sure. Um, I wouldn't take that though. I would just try to yeah, commit that to memory. Okay. Um. So yeah, I got a little thing for uh, handwriting. Yep. Um Yeah. Other than that, I think I would look around to try and see if I could uh, sleuth out where he might live. Sure. And uh if anything if any of his uh drawers are locked or anything like that, I would want to attempt to uh pick into that sure. uh to see what important things he was hiding.
1: Yeah. Um so yeah, you do see that there is a that there is a locked uh drawer and you're welcome to use your thieves tools to pick it. Uh yes. Yeah, I would do that. Uh-huh. Uh I guess
2: I mean I would give that uh, a run around on the edges to see if I feel like there's any type of like Tripwire mechanism. Sure. Yeah, make
1: a make an a investigation check. Uh, Fourteen. Uh, sure. Um, it does not seem like there is a trap on this particular drawer, but it is locked.
6: Yeah.
2: So then uh, I would try to pick it.
1: Sure. Yeah. Go ahead and uh, thieves tools check. Right.
2: Yeah. yeah I think. I, don't know. I just want to double check. Uh, no expertise on anything. Cool. Uh, what is a Thiefstool check? I think, um, do that. I think it's. I think it's usually just like a D20 plus your proficiency if you're proficient. I don't know if you want to use any other mods.
1: It's. Yeah, so it's a D20 plus your proficiency. Cool. Yep. Assuming you're proficient with tools, which you yes. will be. Uh, so that would be. Oh, 13,
2: 14, 15.
1: Yeah, so I'll say it, it takes you a few seconds. Um, it's, it's not just like a, a super easy lock to pick, but you're, you're able to get it in, in like 30 seconds or so, and you hear that satisfying click, and you pull the drawer open, um, and you see that there is a, a rune traced into the wood in the bottom of the desk um, alongside... along with uh, a little vial full of seeds and a sm-
2: few small opalescent stones. Okay. Um, would I know anything about any of that? Would I have, without touching it, just glancing, would I have any idea of what I'm looking at? Um, I am not proficient in arcana. Probably not. Yeah, I, I would say that
1: it's the only thing in here is that rune and that stuff. Uh, so it's definitively seems like it's important, um, but I don't think you would know enough to know what it is. Sure. Um,
2: I would, uh, I guess, try to uh, drink in what that looks like. Sure. Um, is there, like, a quill or something laying around? Yeah, absolutely. On the... Is there blank paper? Do you feel like any, like, sheaves of... Parchment or anything? Yeah, there's, there's something definitely. like I would expect he wouldn't notice if like one piece of paper is missing. Like. Yeah, absolutely. I would try to draw the rune to the best of my ability. Um,
1: sure. Um, I'll tell you that these seeds are a slightly opalescent, like blue color. Uh, they're solid, but they have like a, a shimmer to them.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would try to make a copy of the the rune. Try and draw what it looks like. Okay. Um, tuck that away and I would close the uh, close that drawer since uh, I don't know anything about Um, that
1: make make a history check for me as well actually sure 17 so I would say that you would compare the color of these seeds and this stone to be similar in color to the tattoos on twig
2: when they glow okay Does the jar of seed... Is it just sitting in there? Is Mm -hmm. it in, like, an apparatus? Nope. Okay. Uh, I still think I would be a little afraid of the rune, since I don't know much about magic. But I sure know it can be really bad. Uh, I guess I would try to take one of... It's a lot of seeds? Yeah. I would try to slip uh, one or two into uh, one of my, like... I assume my vest would have some kind of pockets Mm -hmm. on it. Sure. Uh, I would try to slip one or two of those seeds into... A pocket. Sure. And then absolutely. close the bottle back, try and set it how it looked. Yep. Uh and then close that and uh I think it they were I don't know that they work like this, but I would try to relock that drawer with sure, the thieves yeah. tools. Yeah, I don't you know can, if they work that way. You but. can
1: relock a lock with thieves tools. Okay. So and make that again to attempt to relock. Thank you very much, Gally. Uh more dungeons right now. Fifteen. Fifteen? Yeah. So it takes you about the same amount of time to relock it. Uh, can you make a perception check, and Twig, please also make a perception check for me from your spot on the roof. Fifteen. Okay.
3: Fourteen.
1: Okay. Uh, so, both of you, um, Mr. Pigeon, you hear clanging footsteps coming up the floors below you, and Twig, you see torches... Uh, moving up the central staircase of the building, making their way towards the room that Mr. Pigeon
2: is in. I would try to uh, very swiftly then uh, go back to my window and uh, slip out onto the wall, and if I thought I had time, I would shut the window, but if they sound like they are uh, super close, I would not... No, you,
1: you can tell that they're coming up where you would have, with hearing that, you would be swift enough to be able to move out the window close it and then go up yeah, and then try I would, to jump yep, over I would it. try
2: to walk up. Um, I think I, I would wait a minute near <laughs> the window, though, once I have it closed. Uh, just because I, I don't think uh, I don't think I would have a reason to think they would rush to the window. Sure. Uh, so I would want to wait, like, above the window Sure. Yeah, like and, and hunched and up, but, like, looking uh, just to see if they come near the window. Sure. Uh, try and gauge whether I think they knew I was there.
4: Sure.
1: Um... Yeah, so you, about 30 seconds go by, and you see the doors, double doors at the front of the office burst open, and you see six guards make their way into this room, uh, and begin looking around with torches, uh, that they have their hands over to make sure that, like, nothing gets burned, and they are looking under the desk and looking under things up on the ceiling, um, you can sure, sit so there, that, yeah, that would be enough yeah. for me to
2: think, I, I'm gonna start quietly walking yep. up back toward the roof, Sure. And, uh, to make my way back toward the roof with uh, with Twig on it. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so you walk up uh,
1: and as you get to the top of the roof, please make a stealth check for me. Yeah.
2: That is going to be 15. Okay. Very average. Uh, yeah. So you... Ooh.
1: Cookie delivery. <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank, oh, all right. uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hope you enjoy. Oh,
1: I will. Thank you. Chewy. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank well. you. Uh, yes, yeah, so you make your way up, and you hear these voices below you and the sounds below you, and uh, you leap across the roof. Um, I will have you make the uh, either acrobatics or athletics mm-hmm. check again for me.
2: Much better. Uh, that's a uh, 23. Oh, God. Oh, great.
1: Um, yeah, so you leap across the building, and I presume grab... I was going
2: to say, yeah, up. as I'm, like, coming and I leap, I'd be pointing. And, yeah. Yeah. I'd
3: and get up. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep, and try to go down the other side of that building and uh, s- sneak forward, and you want to peek out on the street to see if it looks like anybody is, like, looking around for anything. Uh, if it doesn't look like anyone is looking out, I would just want to walk and, like, you know, posture up Mount mm-hmm. on again and just start strolling.
1: Sure. Yes, yeah, so you jump across, come down the other side, and come out that alleyway as you kind of creep your way out. Um, and the two of you begin walking
2: down the street in the direction of... I was going to say, I would walk away from here, not back toward the inn, like... If I, if I thought there was a way to loop where when sure. I'm looping back, it's not past there. I would want to go that way. Sure. I don't know the city well, so I would yeah. certainly be winging it. Sure. But I would assume, I don't know, cities are usually kind of gritty. It's, I it's would, pretty gritty. Yeah, yeah. I would want to yep try and loop back not in front of this place.
1: Yeah. Not vagan Origin from Philadelphia, but mm-hmm. it, is in a, it, it is in a grid, yes.
2: Um, yeah, so as you guys make
1: your way onto one of these side streets, you see a figure pop out from the shadows in front of you and another behind you and as you kind of like whip back and forth uh, the figure behind you illuminates in his hand and you see the familiar face of uh, Arthur the person from the Travelers Guild that you had met on the road uh, that traveled with you and fought against Murdoch initially Uh, and he looks at both of you with concern the two of you should come with me now Uh, you are
7: in danger your friends are in danger we're going to get them out in the morning, but as you've already left the tavern,
1: I would advise that you come with me immediately. You are not safe in that tavern. We will gather your things. Your things from the alleyway have already been taken. Uh, it did take
7: us quite a bit of time to find where you hid them. Uh, but please, for your own safety, you should come with us.
3: I'd have my hand
2: yeah, on my too. Dagger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, does he seem. Do I have a reason not to believe him, I guess? Uh, you're welcome to roll
1: insight. Yeah, as yeah, I said, I'd roll insight. Yeah, he's. Sure, he's only been positive to you guys, but you only met him, you know, for a bit.
2: Uh, 14.
1: Sure. Um, he seems. You can tell the that there is genuine concern in his voice. Uh, and it does not seem like he was attempting to ambush you, mm. but was attempting to kind of catch you off guard quietly. Without their like sure. n- not trying to startle you, which is why they were so far away from you when they popped out, and not just like sneak up on you because they don't want to get stabbed. Sure, yeah, um. <laughs> that's a lot to get from an inside check,
2: um,
1: but yeah, there there does seem to be genuine concern in his voice, and he does not seem to have any malintent whatsoever.
2: Uh, okay, yeah, uh, I would nod then and gesture to you to let me chill, and uh, yeah, I would go with him. Cool. Uh, I guess I would uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'd like motion try and draw my sickle in the air. Yeah, you had that with they, your stuff? Yeah, they, all that was with my stuff. Got it. Uh, yes, we
7: have that with all of your things uh, back at the tavern we're going to take you to. It's a different tavern than the one you were
1: at. That's uh, a safe hiding for right now.
2: Okay, I would nod then and go home. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah, so you... Follow them.
2: So I I would get the idea he's been following us the whole time then, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Yeah, him or somebody that he's mm-hmm. with, yes, has been uh, watching
1: from a distance. Not enough... Obviously, like, they didn't know where you hid your stuff in the alley, mm-hmm. but they knew that you walked out dressed differently and made the guess.
2: Sure. So, so that's why I had you roll for stealth there mm-hmm. to see how long it would take them to find your stuff. Yeah, so I would... I have a reason to believe they saw us go into that alley, but I wouldn't be sure that they saw yeah, you us don't know go to the, up and over. Correct. Yep. Yeah, you don't know what they know. They just yes. know that they saw you leave and have found you here.
1: <coughs> sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would follow them. Sure. Um, yeah, so you guys make your way uh, along these side streets towards... Where is this? mm
4: mm mm Back
1: into uh through the silver district and back into the moor, the frontmost district in the city. Um, and you make your way to uh Hearth Lane, um, which you can see has quite a few uh brothels and less n- like not as nice taverns as the one you were in or the ones that you've seen in the other parts of the city. And they lead you down and around through this street towards this. Semi smallish tavern um, that is labeled the Last Lantern, and you can see that there's a lantern carved into the uh, into the sign that is hanging off of the building. And he kind of like ushers you inside as he holds the door for you. Yeah, I'm quickly. Okay. Um, and he leads you over to a through the tavern. There's no one else in here at this time, um, other than a small five foot tall elvish girl um that doesn't look dissimilar to dandelion in terms of like scale she's a little taller uh but otherwise looks kind of similar to dandelion um she's got auburn hair bright blue eyes um she has a her cloak pulled up uh over a green dress uh and you can see as she like beckons the two of you towards her you can see that her left hand is fairly badly burned. Um, It looks like it has been so for some time. Uh, It doesn't look to be new, uh, but it does look pretty scarred and burned. And she leads you behind the tavern into this... um, Not behind the tavern, sorry. Behind the, like, front area into the kitchen. And you can see that there's a small door in there with a a carving in the front of the door that is like a a little semi... What's drawn on that lantern right there? That symbol.
2: What's drawn on what? On that little that? thing there, yeah. Mm-hmm. That
1: symbol um, okay. is carved on this door, and she pushes it open
2: and beckons the two of you. I would pause really quick yep. and look for that guy and yeah, gesture. Arthur. Yeah, look for gesture and be like... Yes, downstairs.
1: I'm sorry. We
7: had to be quickly. I <laughs>
2: would yeah, um, yeah. just look disappointed and, yeah. and walk in. Yeah.
1: He leads you downstairs uh through these these like these hallways and into uh a large like entryway where your stuff is sitting amongst a few other people uh that are kind of mulling about just sitting near the fire uh and he points to two rooms there are rooms there for you your things are there we'll talk in the morning i'm so sorry
2: but Do when i look around do i see you know my friends are our, our party. Do I see signs of any of them?
1: No. So he had said in the street that they would fetch them and get them out in the
2: morning. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know if he was in the process or he no, literally yeah. meant in yeah. the short. Sure. Yeah. All right. They well only got you because you left. Mm, okay. Yeah. Then yeah, I would uh, grab my things and point at the like you know for guidance, like which room is he pointing? Either
1: there's t- so you can see he's pointing to two doors, uh, for for you to either share
2: or split up. Sure, so you can I pick. Would point at either room and look at you. Sure, you can go to that one. Mm-hmm.
3: What's in the rooms?
1: So you can see that there are no windows in here, because uh, this seems to be inside, like, under the tavern. Um, there are two beds. Uh, there's a small table and dresser. Uh, there are lanterns on the walls. Um, it's a fairly simple room.
3: I'd want to put, like, a table against the door. Sure. Put it there, and I'm just going to sit on the table.
1: Sure. Yeah, so you wedge the table in front of the door and lay on the table.
2: I would... I'll say after we've been seated for a minute, I had my things back. Yeah. I would start re Sure. And uh, I would uh, pull out the drawing with the rune on it and then show it to you.
3: Tap it. Would I know anything about it?
1: Um, make a <laughs> make a religion check for me.
3: Fifteen.
1: Um, yes. Yeah, so as you look at this ruin, um, you have a flashback to the first vision that you had with Lathander where he explained the power that he had given to you with the spell Moonbeam. And you see that rune flash in your head for a minute and it fades.
3: I've I've seen it before. <laughs> Lathander, it's... I don't, I don't know what it means but
2: tuck it away, and I'd pull out one of the seeds and hand it to you and drop one of the seeds
1: and as it touches your hands it kind of glows a little bit uh as your the tattoos that wrap around your hand glow a little bit as this, in the spots where the seed contacts it
3: you just like put it in my pocket sure.
2: Like, <laughs> And I would gesture at it and, like... (laughs) throw it? I would, uh... I've got my clothes back now, right? I'm back in my normal. Yeah, I would, uh... Big reach in and, like, grab, like, a handful of balloons and just drop, like, a a whole bunch of balloons and, like, point and then point at the seed.
1: (laughs) Throw the seed.
2: (laughs) I would try to catch the seed.
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah, make a dex. Throw. <laughs> saving throw. Saving <laughs> right. uh, throw? Throw as a dex check. Oh, no. Not necessarily a saving throw, I guess. Could would be a uh, 12. Yeah, I'd say it, like, bounces off <laughs> your fingers a couple times so you're mm-hmm. able to grab a hold of it. told
3: me to
2: throw. I gently put it down. Okay. I'll leave it. I would put it back in my pocket. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, after that, I would, uh... You're locking the door. Mm-hmm. There's beds or anything? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I mean, I would just settle into a bed and uh, start um, trying to rest. Med- sure. Meditate. I would yes. stay on
3: the table.
2: You guys, there.
1: uh, you do complete your long rest, you are interrupted by this mm-hmm. lightning that you hear from above. You obviously don't see it. Oh, the, the sound it. of thunder mm-hmm. uh, as the, the storm falls. Um, you obviously don't see the lightning because there's no windows, but you do hear the, like, rumbling of the building. Okay. Um, and you awaken the next morning to a rapid knocking on the door.
3: I You're still barricading I it, right? move the table just a little mm-hmm. bit and crack it open.
1: Uh, and yeah, you see the face of Arthur, uh,
7: Friends, I'm so sorry. We need to go. Go where? Uh, to find the rest of your friends. They left before my people could get to them, and I'm afraid Marcus has been taken. I'd open it.
2: Yeah, I'd follow him out. Yeah. Come with me. As we're walking, like,
1: towards him. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
7: I will explain everything. I promise. Um, there is immense amount of corruption in this city my people uh, people that I am acquainted with are attempting to root out the corruption in the kingdom Uh, but it is difficult it is so deep-seated Marcus has those same goals Uh, and he's been taken he walked himself to the castle grounds and entered and was taken off towards the jail and I fear for his life
2: I would uh, gesture to him to lead the way
7: John Jondar has a group on this city and the tavern that you were staying in is run by his people it was the former location of this tavern, the Last Lantern Which existed on Lamplighter's Way. The owner's father owned it, and it was taken from him. They use that tavern to figure out what is going on in the city. Any newcomers, that's the first thing they see, that's where they go. They're able to suss out kind of what is happening in the city and and get the general feel of things. The moment you all entered that tavern, they knew who you were, and you've been in danger.
2: just glance and not alone
1: quickly he leads you up the stairs uh, and out into the morning and he's going to run you guys over to the Divine District and I'm going to run to the bathroom real quick uh, and then everybody else is going to come back in except for Marcus where?
2: what? you're very bad at charades (laughs)
3: <laughs> you threw balloons on the ground
2: There's not like, a lot, of, like, one, one, a lot.
3: How, When you're throwing shit on the floor How am I supposed to know that <laughs> that means
2: a lot I don't know, Is anyone... no, yeah, I, don't know. I, think I think it was clear I think you're the one I that's might bad, be bad sure at threads It's not my fault There should be like a common sign language It's a little late to retcon that But that's what I feel like we need Let me tell Dawn you think. Common, common sign language, language, right? Like mm-hmm. common sign language probably exists. It Would fix a lot of our problems. I want to like learn ASL. sign.
0: I want to like mm-hmm. yeah,
2: exactly. CSL.
0: American sign language. Uh, one, because it's a good thing to have because there's a whole community of people in our country that need that to communicate. But also because I think it would be fun.
2: It's a good skill to have. Yeah. There's a job uh, I was looking at applying to at a uh, a school for the deaf where they um, pretty much were like, oh yeah, we just need like a long term history teacher and like if you don't know American Sign Language you'll have to learn it, but the commitment is enough. It was just like an hour and a half drive. I was just like, wow, like I could learn it for the amount of money they were offering. I was surprised, but yeah, no, apparently it's a skill that is uh, in demand. Yeah, I want to
0: learn. Don't really know how to go about learning. Take class. Yeah.
4: Just broken sign like Mr. Pigeon.
0: My problem is, like, I don't know how <laughs> similar it is to learning another like any other language. I'm pretty good at learning languages until I stop like taking the class. And then it's all just Yeah, it all just kinda gone.
4: Disappears. I lost
2: years of German oh yeah no
4: I used to be able to speak German fluently and now it's just gone
0: I took two college semesters of Japanese in addition to like all the times that I've tried to learn Japanese before and I still like like I can watch some anime and like get the vibe <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can kind of get the vibe that's about it not the actual context of anything, just like. I feel this. <laughs> S-
4: stuff's going on. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Things are happening.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, I took four years of they Chinese said stuck. Mandarin in high school. Remember, like, none of that. How many years? I'm sorry, three years. Three, three years, years of either. Mandarin? Mm-hmm. Oh, no.
4: That's. I don't even know where to begin with that, because isn't it like. I, what's it? How many letters are in the alphabet?
0: It's not really an alphabet. It's it's not, like, phonetic, the way...
4: See, that already just makes it but, like sound more do. difficult.
0: Everything, like, had...
6: Like, nice you could kind of figure
0: out what something master. meant just by looking at it. Okay. Because um, there were, like, base characters that made up the bigger characters.
4: Okay, so, so like, you would kind of, like, add on...
0: Yeah, like, sometimes there would be, like, the character for, like tree and the character for water so then like and then like the character for heart or whatever and they're all kind of grammed together and like one of those might be similar to the pronunciation of it and the other two might be similar to the meaning of it
4: it sounds really complicated
0: it, it's not as complicated as you think it is
4: no so more complicated than english
0: hmm. no yeah <laughs> nothing is more complicated than english
4: Mandarin definitely is.
0: <laughs> it really isn't.
4: They have like what is it like? Cuz a lot of it's context based, right? Or am I thinking or am I thinking of a different language?
0: No, not really. I mean, it's there's different tones, which makes it difficult for English speakers to pick up on, but if you have a good ear and can hear the tones, which you know, you start to get after a while then tone
1: deaf. <laughs> we'll do it. So, yeah. you guys have just heard the guard yell, Fuck. "The heretical bloodline of the Shaws will be culled from this city henceforth," and they are carrying what appears to be a gallows that is going to be assembled.
4: Shay, the line.
2: <laughs> are we? Is it? This is them. We're not there yet. Or so you're. You're behind <laughs> them. You're running up behind them.
4: You, you said? Are you gonna say it? What did I say? Scott will save him, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't
8: think I said that. I definitely didn't say that on camera. I might have said that after the camera. <laughs>
1: uh, so you guys hear a voice. He's got three of them behind you. After this Big voice one. rings out,
7: uh, friends, Marcus
1: is in trouble. As are all of you. You turn around. Turn. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna turn. <laughs> and you see the familiar face of Arthur the Traveler of the Traveler's Guild that has uh, traveled with you guys several times on the road. we uh, we
8: bumped into that first day on the road. It, it is, is,
1: yes. Okay. Yep. Told us about um, the Pillow King. Yeah, told you about the Pillow King, mm. told you about your people uh, and what he knows. Uh, and you see that he is tailed by Mr. Pigeon and Twig. <laughs>
4: Everyone's just running off this morning.
7: What? Marcus is in grave danger. We
4: have to help him. Were we picked up on that?
7: (laughs) Yes. Uh, I need you all to come with me. Your things will be gathered from the tavern. You cannot go back there.
4: I don't think we left anything.
8: Not immediate danger?
7: Not immediate danger, but... They're aware of who you are.
0: Who are we?
8: That's a good question. Mm. We should ask that question not out here in the open. Mm. It sounds like our friend here is going to help us
0: what about Marcus we have to get him
7: we have a plan for that Um, sounds like it'll be later he is uh, imprisoned at the moment
8: not scheduled for execution at this moment
7: no two days
8: making a show of it then
7: yes they're setting up they want people to know
8: time to plan
4: ready when you are
1: yes come on and they, He turns and begins, like kind of rapidly moving uh, back into the other side of the city, and kind of winds you guys back through the market. Um, uh, you guys are welcome to talk as you're moving, if you'd like. If not, to uh, I mean, as
4: as we're moving, um, I'd like to try and dip into like an alleyway where I won't be seen. Sure, and I'd cast disguise self on myself. Sure, and I'd pick, I don't know, pick one of Murdoch's men that are dead. Okay. Sure. Absolutely. Just disguise myself as that. Yeah. Generic dude.
1: Sure. Uh, yeah. Make a <laughs> stealth check for me.
4: Okay. Oh God. That's not a D twenty. That is twenty one.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, you duck into this, into an alleyway as you're running, as the rest of your friends continue to move, uh, and you cast disguise self on yourself.
4: I'm generic dude now. Yes. All right. Are you
1: still following? Yes. Okay, yeah, so you've just disguised yourself uh, and are running along with them. Yep. Sure. Um, Yeah, so you guys make your way back into the Moor District, uh, the frontmost district where your tavern also is, uh, to Hearth Lane, which is, uh, as you make your way onto there, there are a few, uh, like, shadier-looking taverns uh, and a few brothels Um, and he leads you to one that is labeled the last lantern and he holds the door and beckons all of you inside
8: does he look panicked
1: Uh, not like not to the degree of like holy shit we need to do this right now Mm. or Marcus is going to be killed immediately but panicked to the degree of like this is very bad and we have limited time to plan for this so he is clearly trying to remain calm, but mm. is clearly worried.
7: All right, I'll yeah. follow him in.
0: <clears throat> where's, where's Marcus?
7: He's in prison. Uh, come on, uh, I'll explain inside. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, sir? Yes? Who, who are you?
4: Just gonna gesture me, Rin. I'll, like, say it in a whisper. Uh,
1: Sure. Understood. Come on. Yeah, everybody runs inside. Sure. So, you guys make your way through the tavern, um, which you can see does have some people, like, eating breakfast as he kind of leads you along the sides into the kitchen area, Uh, and a small, five-foot-tall elvish woman uh, with auburn hair, bright blue eyes, Um, looks to be about 30 years old uh, in a green dress with a hood that's kind of flipped back pushes the door in the kitchen open which leads through a set of descending stairs down and you can see on this door is carved the symbol dandelion that you found carved into the bottom of one of the pews that little circle with the dot
0: was that near the hands?
1: Yes. It was at the end of that sentence, near the hands. And she holds the door open as you guys, as Arthur runs down these stairs and kind of beckons for all of you. Both Okay. Point at the symbol as we go.
8: I think that's a good sign. We should keep moving.
1: And You guys make your way down the stairs and she follows in behind you and pulls the door closed and you can hear things being moved in front of the door to hide the fact that it's there. You guys make your way downstairs.
0: What's the name of this place?
1: The Last Lantern. And you make your way down these stairs. It looks to go down roughly uh, a little more than a floor so it has uh, slightly higher ceilings. And it opens up into this large, um, not crazy expansive room, but this, this large square room uh, where you can see that there are several doors kind of lining uh, this space. A few of them are open, and there are a few more people down here, uh, none of which you recognize. Um, and you can see them sitting about a table, several of them in cloaks, uh, with the symbol of the hands, the bound hands with the red cord that you found uh, on the bottom of this pew. i
0: hold up one picture. That's that. It looks kind of
8: like... Yes. I think that that means we're amongst... the sort of company that has Marcus's best interest in mind. Considering what that particular message was about.
4: I agree.
7: Please, uh, have a seat.
1: And this small, elvish woman runs around and and starts pulling the chairs out. And as she locks eyes with Dandelion, she kind of like... Are you... Fae?
0: My name is Dandelion?
7: I'm Scarlet. I'm I'm from the Fae Wild also. I could tell there was a, a... Sort of a
1: connection... Scarlet, you said? Scarlet, yeah. And as she kind of gestures at you with her hands, you can see that her left hand is very badly scarred and burned. Um, it doesn't look to be a new injury. It looks like it's been there for some time, but it is definitively scarred and burned. Scarlet, Scarlet you say? Yeah.
0: <laughs> terrible.
4: You Believe it or not, that
1: was not terrible.
0: a You son of a bitch. You gotta go. Wow. It's just Rude. a good name. Intentional. Damn.
1: It really it intentional. It really wasn't. It doesn't, doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. Point. You set yourself up. <laughs> I'm in the chair. I had to say it. That's yeah, fine. DJ's
4: going to be so excited. <laughs> yes. uh,
1: we'll talk about that uh, later, <clears throat> I'm sure. Uh, very nice to meet you all. I'm sorry that it's under such terrible circumstances. And she continues to like run around and move things around uh, as Arthur points to the seats. Um... And you can see that these cloaked figures sit around and and have their hands crossed and looked concerned. And you can see that there is an older uh, guard with a beard sitting at the table with them, uh, talking to them.
0: (coughs) Is he also cloaked?
1: No. He is in, like, Fjordanian armor. Um...
7: Marcus is in grave danger. He's been taken. Uh, and
1: as they alluded to in the street, he's to be hung
7: in two days time. There is so much corruption in this city. It is deep rooted and these people here, followers of Yomata, uh have been hiding for some time, trying to find good people. To slowly rid Greymore of corruption but
8: where does this corruption come from
7: from the Duke of Commerce Darr. he has quite the stranglehold on this city
4: sorry did you say Darr has the stranglehold yes wonderful
7: he's backed by the black flowers
4: hmm all right, then. That complicates things.
8: Mm, do you have any idea how he's managing to keep a hold on things?
1: Uh, from what... And he eyes the guard. Uh, that does not... I will also specify that this doesn't look to be like a basic guard. He looks to be a uh, higher ranking. Mm, guard plus. Guard plus, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Guard 2.0. He's yeah. got that
0: plus 2 armor. Mm. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, shiny and new <laughs> yes very new um, uh, and the guard interrupts uh, Captain John um,
7: Jondar has the ear of the king someone speaking for him I don't know all the details but the king has not been himself in some time he does not leave the castle he's not been seen in public in months.
8: John Doe doesn't do the speaking himself.
7: No. As far as the people in this city are concerned, things are fine. But not good. The the war to the north has put quite a strain on many of the families here. And with the king not being seen in public, the people grow restless. That's why those people are in the street. Corralling people around and attempting to boost morale. Give the impression that things are okay, when they're very much not. Understood. We have a few people that we can trust. I cannot get to Marcus directly. I can tell you where he is and I can get you in. I can't get you to him. I don't know if that is the best way but it is a way.
8: I believe Marcus turned himself in.
0: I told him not to.
8: You know how he is. We should still figure out a way to get him out he certainly doesn't deserve to be hung
4: so is there no trials of any kind just
7: not for a shawl.
4: and this is solely based on his father's reputation
7: yes
8: do you believe this to be John Dar's decree or would the king have done the same
7: I'm not sure there are many of us that believed in Marcus Shaw III and believed that he was a good man and did not like when he was cast out but there are a great many people that for appearances sake have to act a certain way it's very difficult to tell who is loyal to the crown and who is not? There are only a few men that I can trust.
8: Perhaps. there's something that could be done about. whoever John Dar sentenced to speak with the king.
7: Possibly, but. he's difficult to trace. He. slippery. Uh,
8: the same person every time? Yes. What does he look like?
7: It's just a human man, he's got blonde hair.
8: You don't have a name.
7: No. He just sits next to the king. I don't think the king... When the king sentenced Marcus, I was next to him. He wanted Marcus to be imprisoned. But the man whispered in his ear, and the king changed his mind to execution.
8: that doesn't sound good
7: no I can get a message to him if you would like to write a letter if you come up with some sort of a plan I can get it to him or but I I cannot release him myself I don't have the keys
8: whoever can get him out will have a hard time He's stubborn about the law. <laughs> Even if it's in the wrong.
4: Yeah, I don't I don't intend on breaking it if he's not going to walk out of the cell.
7: I don't think he wishes to die. I think he saw the man whispering to the king, and when he surrendered, he looked at that man and said that he sees him for the wicked man that he is. I do not wish, I don't think that... If given the opportunity, I think Marcus would leave that cell to strike this man down.
8: I see, well guarded?
7: Not guarded, but the cell is complicated. It's a lot of hallways, uh, and the lock is complex there are guards that move through but there are none that stand right by
4: his cell I just reach into my bag of holding and pull out one bundle (laughs) lock shouldn't be a problem the dynamite? (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) did forget about that Mm. put
2: put thieves tools on the table
0: I don't see how those help
4: if you dandelion gets it like gesture I will warn you we'll if depend you, on where we are if you, that you set that off of I'm you
7: sorry will, if you set that off you will be swarmed by guards you will not be able to make it back out
4: I pull out five more are there enough guards <laughs> in a kingdom yes not in those hallways
7: they can make their ways there it is at the center of a complex
8: only if we need to
7: for an emergency sake perhaps a solid backup I'll I'll put them away
2: we have to call it audible I'll just just (laughs) wink
4: I'll wink at Mr. Pigeon
7: (laughs) (laughs) cowbuckers and the cell is magically protected I'm not sure that that would break it either way you might be able to get through a wall
4: not sure if you'll if it'll break it
8: do you happen to know what sort of protection is on the cell
7: there are three locks representing the gods of Fjordane and Fjordan itself.
2: Do we know what those are
7: Yes, Tyr, and then Fjordane. what the locks on the cell
0: Oh Fjordan itself. I thought you said Fjordain was a god. I was like I don't no, no, no. I don't remember that
8: and this magical protection part of the locks or in addition to the three
7: no it is the magic is constructed into the metal of the cells magic cannot enter or exit the cell and it's protected against blasts Marcus is in the prison for war criminals
8: understood that's why
7: there are no guards they're not needed at the cell itself they wander the halls
8: other prisoners?
7: not right now he is alone in there the only people that have been captured to the north have been killed
8: and you're certain that you can get us in?
7: I can get you in to the complex I can't get you any further than that
4: would we be able to use the same way that we got in to get out?
7: Yes. I don't know if that is the best plan, but it is, as I said, a plan.
8: Can you think of another? If we were going to reverse the decision, we would need to find your mystery whisperer. That
7: seems unlikely. If any of you have other... Ideas or suggestions Something that could be done That isn't breaking into a prison (laughs) It's doable But it will not be easy It will take all of you
8: How much of the city Is upset with the current ruling
4: situation?
7: Enough but not enough To fight off an army
4: Should the army be in the north?
7: Some are some still guard the capital and most of the ones that are here are loyal to Jondor or at least loyal to the king some of them are unaware
8: is there no one that could request a trial
7: I'm afraid not the king's word is final
0: but it's not the king's word
8: or at least it's a word that he Reconsidered. Perhaps he would reconsider again. We could do
3: powers. This.
8: Perhaps if there was somebody powerful enough to sway the decision.
7: It would be hard hard pressed to find a person like that, and I. He would not be able to make it on his own. I don't think you could get to this Whisperer. We don't know where he is. We know he's near the king.
0: When did you see him?
7: In the castle next to the king.
0: Why were you in the castle?
7: I brought Marcus inside at his request.
8: Is this Whisperer always there? Yes. Then you do know where he is?
7: Yes, but... I can't get to him. He is next to the king. He is the king's assistant.
0: Are there a lot of guards there?
7: Yes. It is the castle. There are many guards.
1: And as you're all sitting here contemplating, you see a cloaked figure step out of the shadows of the room and walk over.
7: We could kill him. Who? Who? Marcus, Uh,
8: no. Got any other good plans? That seems contrary to (laughs) freeing him.
7: If he's dead, he will be buried, and I can dig him up.
4: Could could you describe this cloaked figure to me? Sure. See, like maybe gaunt, creepy looking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he's he's a little gaunt. Uh, Great. He's
1: an older human man um, that looks to be pretty pale but very sharp like focused eyes
4: okay so we dig him up and and then we have a body (laughs) I'm not understanding
0: I don't like that idea
7: there are spells that can
4: fake death okay
8: well it's different now should have started with
4: that (laughs) wouldn't the underkeeper know or the Undertaker.
7: I am the Undertaker.
8: So he would know.
4: Yes. Okay. Well, that changes <laughs> a lot. He'd be well aware.
7: <laughs> However, that plan is not without risks either.
4: The guard like to stab dead prisoners.
7: That is my concern. Yes. Okay.
4: <laughs> Why would they? Got to make sure.
7: Yes. Death can be faked, as I said.
8: Perhaps if we had knowledge of which guard would
4: find him?
7: It is hard to say.
4: Ooh, I'm gonna look at guard plus. Guard extra.
7: (laughs) (laughs) And the spell only lasts an hour. If he was not discovered before that, And if he was left for some time before being buried, he would be awakened before he was buried.
4: So I'll look at, was it Captain Emmerich? Captain Emmerich, yes. Would you be able to find him? Be the one that finds him dead?
7: I don't really have a reason to be there. It would be difficult enough for me to get a letter to him. If I were the one that found him dead, it would be strange. I don't know that they would question it, but they might.
6: Mm.
7: If the spell wears off while he is buried, he will suffocate under the ground.
0: Out of character. Isn't that still a concern? Does he not have to breathe at all?
1: No, it would be bad.
0: Not, I'm not saying like if the spell wears off I mean like in general
1: <laughs> I mean yeah you'd have to dig him up pretty quick I don't know what if, if we what if we, like people die from that <laughs> yeah I mean he he would absolutely if he came back to life I don't know if feigned death
4: I mean I'm assuming there wouldn't be like a ton of guards where he's gonna be buried or anything like that so we could just he's buried and just take him away't <laughs> do bury him. yeah just not, not bury him. The old not buried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna recommend that to the weird man. We can just not bury him. So
1: they don't breathe if they're under feigned death, but it does only last an hour.
7: Okay.
4: Um, we, we don't have to bury him, right? You're just not? They will want him buried. Yeah, dig the plot. They will watch
7: him be buried. Who's they? John Durr's men. How many? Just a couple, right? John Dar himself may. Along with others, he mm-hmm. is a Shaw.
0: He's what?
7: He is a Shaw, Marcus.
0: Oh, I thought you meant John Dar. I was like,
7: No. That? They will watch him be buried.
4: I get the feeling I don't have the full Shaw story. Are you, are you guys getting the same feeling? Could you tell us a little bit more about his family? Maybe he's skipped some details.
1: Captain Emmerich looks at all of you. Uh,
7: He was a leader of the military. High-ranking officer. He did a great many things for this kingdom. He saved many people. He bartered peace between countless groups of people. He saved our kingdom. And he was betrayed. By John Dar. How uh, so? From what we've heard, Marcus's father left to protect the people of Goldview. and when he left people are normally able to leave the military it is not normally as big of a deal when someone steps down from their post especially one as distinguished as Marcus Shaw III but he was cast out of this kingdom like a traitor his armor sullied and burned blackened to how you see Marcus wear it now he was marked an outcast and a criminal and banished from the kingdom. And a great many high-ranking officers saw that as a betrayal because he left when we were starting the war to the north. That is why there are a great many soldiers that do not care for Marcus Shaw III, it has been passed down and instilled in a great many of these soldiers and their training as to the betrayal of the great Marcus Shaw III, a noble knight that abandoned his kingdom to save a small sovereign nation. He did not deserve the treatment that he was given. He gifted so much life into this kingdom and protected so many of these soldiers and these people. They forget their place when they speak of him.
8: It sounds like all of the misdirection
4: is coming from Jondi. Sounds like it. Were there not other... I guess skirmishes or wars before the war to the north?
7: Yes, there were.
4: And I'm assuming the third quelled them.
7: Yes, he bartered peace. There was a great many things that occurred. He fought in some, he bartered peace with others. There was, there was an incident with two warring guilds between the Kingdom of Arbor and the Kingdom of Fjordain before the land was switched that he bartered peace between them he was the only one that could they wouldn't listen to reason and he stopped an uprising it would have cost this kingdom a great deal of money with the trade routes being sullied between the two nations hmm. there was an incident with a dragon to the south in the southern reaches of our kingdom Marcus Shaw III is the greatest man I've ever known, and I was honored to serve beside him. And I was very sorry to see him go. And I am horrified with where I had to take Marcus. He did not deserve this, just as his father before him did not deserve it.
0: Does John Dor have any guards? Yes. How many?
7: I don't know.
4: Sounds like a kingdom's worth.
0: Are they good guards?
7: I believe some are misguided and are following the crown.
0: No, I mean, are they good at being guards?
7: <laughs> yes, uh, they are. John Dor has a few that are close to him. I imagine the rest simply follow their orders from the crown or what appears to be the crown. They are misguided and I think we'll get to that bridge when we come to it we have to get Marcus out first we can discuss what to do after that
8: would not dealing with the corrupter make for a more amenable ear of the king
7: it would, but Jondar is not. It is going to be very difficult to get to him, and certainly not in two days. We do not have the time. Saving Marcus is the easier route. You're right, ridding the kingdom of Jondar would save a great many people. And it would save Marcus, but it will have to wait
8: do you know the layout of this prison
7: uh yes i can give you a route but as i said there are many halls there are guards that roam them if you
8: how many guards
7: I don't know how many there are at any given time, but I can attempt to give you some sort of layout.
8: Is there any way that we could cause a distraction elsewhere in the city that would require some of the guard force be pulled from that location? If it is a secure enough prison, certainly there has to be something that could be done
4: just again reach slowly <laughs> mm,
8: perhaps the uh, bombing <laughs>
7: um, I...
8: perhaps at the commerce building
0: you said it takes two days to set up
7: Marcus will be executed in two days yes
0: is that how long it takes
7: No, they are simply giving the people two days to understand what is going to happen. They want everyone in the kingdom to know that Ashur has returned and Ashur will be executed.
4: Mm -hmm. Um, where he's being kept, it's in the keep, correct?
7: No, it's outside.
4: Outside the keep? Yes. Okay, in relation to the commerce building, I guess, is what matters, because we need distance. Uh,
7: it is, um... It's near the Commerce Building.
4: Okay, so we'd probably need a different place.
7: The problem is the guards would not leave the prison. You might pull some away from elsewhere, but the prison guards are separate from the rest of the soldiers.
8: Even if they were the nearest responders? Yes. Even if it were a large
4: enough emergency? We would just need the ones outside out of the way, so at least when we got him out, they didn't immediately spot him.
7: If it was a near enough emergency, you could likely pull the outside guards, yes. It would have to be something that was triggered after on your way back out. I can get you in. You have to get yourselves out. If you come up with a plan, and you give us some amount of warning.
8: We don't exactly have a lot of time. Yes. If you can get us in, can you give us more information on how to break these locks? It would be a shame to get all the way to the door and not be able to get past it.
7: Do you know any thieves?
8: Perhaps. (laughs) Just
7: point to these two! (laughs) Locks can be picked. Magical or no.
8: And the magic?
7: I don't know the magic, I'm sorry,
8: do you know who knows
7: the guard's keeper?
8: How many people are in this room
7: uh about fifteen
8: look around the room. nobody
7: no
4: closer to this than you are.
7: no, I'm sorry
4: we don't see a we don't see a plot wizard no. <laughs> so,
8: are there any? Any men that you know that might be coerced into speaking of what they know. Either through drink or other means to you, not to an unknown, but...
7: I can try to find out some more information, but I don't know how much I'll get. I only know that the locks each have different keys, and you're not likely to get the keys.
4: They're not going concerned
8: to be about if there are magical wards in place.
4: Maybe even if we get the door to
8: open, triple lock. But if there are alarms or any sort of danger involved,
7: there are certainly traps in the prison. But I am not sure about the door. I'm not sure if the keys disable any potential traps. I can try to find out some amount of information, but I'll see what I can do.
8: I think that would be a good use of some of the two days. For sure. No matter what we do, even if we did this less than favorable burial plan, we would have to get in. And not we run out of time then?
7: It is a backup plan. If you cannot get him out, you can slip him something.
0: I can probably get in.
7: That's assuming you don't set off any traps. You're gonna to wanna to all do this together.
8: We'll need a layout.
0: Are there any leaks nearby?
7: Not in the walls, no. Ponds? Not in the walls.
8: Anything close (laughs) enough that we could make it there and back in less than two days?
7: Uh, there are lakes outside of the walls, why? How far? Right outside.
8: Perfect. You said they know who we are? Yes. Because we were traveling with him? Yes. They did not know that he was here until you... Brought him to the king. I saw they... him
7: in the street. He made his presence known.
0: He was stomping around.
8: Most of us were still inside. The yes. tavern at that time.
7: The tavern you went to is controlled by John Dar's men. It used to be controlled by, and he eyes the
1: little elvish girl running around. Elvish woman, I guess she's thirty. So. Uh, That's pretty young for an elf. I guess, yeah. Um,
7: It was her father's tavern prior before his men took it. It's the first tavern you see when you come in. All newcomers go there. They use it to gather information on people that are in the city. The moment you stepped foot in there, you were already compromised.
8: Certainly we would get a trial. For all they know, we didn't know of his reputation.
7: It's not that You would be captured by the crown, and taken for an association with Marcus. But they would be on the lookout for you, they would watch every move. They would follow you, and they would attempt to stop you. You have to be careful, that's why we've gathered all of your things, I've put them in rooms here for you.
8: Can we get to this lake? Nearby.
7: I still don't understand why
8: Don't worry about that You should see if you can find us that information we were asking about
7: Alright Can I write a letter? Do you want to write a letter to Marcus or something to tell him? I can get a message to him
0: You can tell him we're
8: coming
4: Hope is on the way I guess when we get there, he better walk out of the cell All right, Uh, and I'll look to the gaunt man. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have how how would you incapacitate Marcus?
7: There are rituals that I can imbue into certain trinkets.
8: You mean in case he won't walk out?
7: Trinkets, yes.
4: Are you going to carry him? Well, if he doesn't need to breathe, we can shove him in the bag. If he doesn't need to breathe. (laughs) He's coming one way or another. Fair enough. (laughs) I can also shrink him and (laughs) infestate him. He's going in the bag. Because if he
1: didn't need to breathe, it's actually a pretty good way to get him back out of the prison. whether he's willing or not. Slip the
8: bag under. Put him under. Put him in the bag. (laughs) Slip the bag out.
4: Got him. Don't even need to unlock
1: the door. Well, I mean, he wouldn't be able to get out.
4: Yeah, we'd have to unlock You'd the doors. You'd have to
1: still unlock the doors, but if you were trying to use that as a way to get him out without being seen, that's not a bad way to do it. That's, that's actually, how it's that's being that's, done. That's actually very clever. Just <laughs> disguise the three of you as guards.
0: <laughs> I can only disguise for a minute.
4: You shouldn't disguise as
8: a guard. <laughs> only if you hear a guard coming. Yes. Or, if you can think of something more confusing. <laughs> Anyways, a layout, some information.
7: I'll get what I can. I don't know how much information I can gather, but I will try to get something.
8: Shouldn't and I as see? I said,
7: I can get you in, but I cannot get you back out.
8: Should we be worried about traversing to exit the city to go to this lake?
7: I would be extremely careful moving through the city, either through disguise or whatever other means you have. I would not openly walk through the city by yourselves, yes.
2: Understood. Slide my clown makeup onto the table.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that draws more attention. You're used to it, I guess.
8: There's a performance district, yeah?
7: Theater district, yeah.
8: How many clowns? Clowns, early. <laughs> <laughs> we walked through. Did, yeah, we, we did through. through. Yeah, line, yeah, there but were it definitely There were
1: definitely some. You guys are just coming off of the back of a festival. I will not say that disguising yourselves as clowns is a bad idea. It's hiding in plain yeah. sight. It is absolutely hiding you in plain say that sight.
0: Because you want us to do it, correct?
1: It's look. <laughs> people will look at you. But people will be looking at the fact that you're clowns. Oh my god. I so I that's you guys, whatever way you guys want to move throughout the city, the that is entirely is up to you. Clown
4: wars. The other clowns don't like that we're here now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a bad idea. If you guys want to go that route to be able to move through the city, detected but undetected, I don't think that's a bad idea, at least to be moving through the city. There's freely. a reasonable
8: enough number of clowns about Absolutely. the city.
1: I would not break into the prison dressed as clowns, because the moment you get near it, they're going to flag you. But but what well, if, if we did? you? to Hear me yeah. out.
4: This is the one time I'd be down to clown if you <laughs> like it. <laughs> Breaking in the prison as clowns.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so you will not be able to hide if you dress up as clowns inside of the prison walls.
4: Could you change your colors at least? Any So that That way... Because you're really... Stick out. I know you can... You can disguise yourself.
8: We wouldn't all need to make it to the lake either. Just dandelion, and at least one of us to accompany her.
4: I I could accompany you. I can just and I just gesture, as I clearly don't look like myself. I should be able to move rather easy.
0: Uh, I have this, and I pull out a
4: cloak. That works. The are there are many small folk.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's some halflings and and like gnomes and stuff. There's not a lot, it's mostly humans, but there's. It would not be like, oh my god! (laughs) Ah,
4: That's a small person!
1: It also could be a child.
4: Right. Okay. They
1: exist. Yeah,
4: they, exi- they exist. They exist in, a door in this world? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's. Wrong. I totally forgot that that was a thing. No children.
1: In Orga, yeah, we found. I don't think any. Uh, yeah, they're in Adorus. Okay. Yeah, so it would not be like. Oh my god. And you weren't wearing. What <laughs> do you say? What do you mean, DJ? <laughs> <laughs> You've done this. So also, you...
0: DJ suggested that we tell them we're caterers.
6: <laughs>
4: that's that's the best way. him the in the key. eye,
1: telling your caterers. And look that in the that eye. is a prince's only option.
2: That <laughs> the is not say, fly what what little spell suggestion?
4: Little spell suggestion?
2: Caterers, no catering. Dynamite.
4: Uh, yes, I, I can accompany you. And the cloak that you pulled out—were you already wearing it, or
0: no?
4: Okay, perfect. We can... no, that
0: cloak was specifically—we had cloaks at one point.
4: We, are the black cloaks, yes.
0: Oh yeah, when we were yes. we were sneaking around. Mm-hmm.
4: That
0: one time.
7: I will prepare an enchantment. Just in case. Yes.
0: As small as possible.
7: Yes, it will be imbued into a trinket. Very good. I will give it to you. If he needs to be buried, I will dig him up.
4: Good to know. Hello. Will you be alright?
8: Escorting Dandelion to the lake.
4: Yes. Carefully. As carefully as we can. Don't talk to anybody. Other than me. Please do be
7: careful not to wander.
4: We're going to go right there and come right back.
7: Which way is it? Out the gate. To the right. To the
4: west. You got that? What? (laughs) Yes, yes, I got it. This would be so much easier if I had a different spell prepared. (laughs) It's so fucking easy.
7: I will get word to Marcus.
4: Remember, he's got to come out of the cell. Yes.
7: Do you have
3: the paper that you'll...
7: I'm going to just uh, Tell him I'm not going to risk writing something I will bring him paper to write something In return if he chooses to but Hello can I help you
8: (laughs) Can tell him that the men He'd like to fight Are (laughs) going to have a hard time If he's not here anymore
7: I will tell him Uh,
8: There's a A broken wheel I still need him to fix
7: Understood
4: very good. How many of those can you make? How many what? Of the uh, trinkets.
7: How many do you need? And why? Might I ask out of curiosity? It would
4: be easier to slip one guard in. Guard. Instead of five.
0: The trinket is for Marcus.
4: It's also so be for all of him. you.
7: You would still need to get through the locks.
4: True. Is there a way to cancel the effect early? I mean... I don't think so. Okay.
1: I think it's a timed thing.
4: So timing would have to be key. Alright.
1: You cannot end the spell, no. Okay. Yeah, it might be able to be ended by the person that casted it, but since it's being casted through... A trinket through this person. Okay. I don't it. think you'd be able to end it early no. Okay. Good idea though. Yeah. That's smart. That's clever. But no, that will not work. <coughs> Damn
4: it! Wanted to oceans eleven or something. Yeah. <laughs> pick, pick them. Yeah. Stuff <laughs> everyone in a <the> box and
1: have them climb. work their way out. Come
4: on. We, we would have cl- to dress as clowns. Out of the, the clown bag. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Just walk out. You've in. Put a one,
7: It will two. take me time to make this. I can only make the one.
4: Okay. That works.
7: Yes. And Captain Emmerich looks over at you. Uh, I'd better get word to Marcus, then. Uh, I will return. When we get him out, they're obviously going to know that he's been taken and... We will need to be very careful, and we will need to plan to try to stop Jondar. I will start putting things into motion on my end. But understand, by taking this burden upon yourselves, you are doing a great thing for the people of this kingdom. It will not be easy, but... These are good people They deserve freedom They do not deserve to be (sighs) Gripped by A horrid man such as this And I fear for the danger he will do to the rest of the world If he gains control over this kingdom Fully He is close thing at a time. Yes. Marcus first.
0: I don't know what to do.
8: Once we get him out. Surely. Yes. I'm sure he'll fight someone. Probably men. (laughs) He'll like
7: that. Yes. I'd better be off. Be careful, please, the two of you.
4: We will. Very
1: good. And he scurries up the stairs.
4: How do we get out of here? We'll have to follow him.
1: Are we following him? Uh, I and mean, he goes up the a, stairs, right? Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of
4: doors, right? Uh, yeah. The
0: stairs are just stairs, oh,
1: they're just though, stairs.
7: Yeah. Okay. Ready? Be careful not to wander too
4: far. Make sure to... And I'm just gonna, like, close the front, really. You can't... You gotta... You, you're a little... I don't know if you know. Just... Let's go. Your, your features...
7: And Scarlet walks up to you. Be careful, both of you. All right.
4: We will. will do. Just gonna look at her hand.
7: It's uh, an old injury from my childhood. Forest fires are a
4: terrifying thing. I don't. I don't. I don't want to make a me meme about that. <laughs> Yeah,
1: she, okay. she leads you guys up the stairs, and, and you guys see that the door is open, the stuff has been, like, pushed out of the way, and you make your way back upstairs. <coughs> um, and I'm going to have you guys switch with uh, Marcus, so that way I can have Captain Emmerich scoot on over there. Scoot at him. Yep.
4: oh, oh.
1: She did good. She just screamed at me behind the bar a lot and smashed her face into me. You know how it is. Doing the cookies. Oh, they're so good. The
5: trick to making them chewy is when they are done, when you freshly pull them out of the oven, you drizzled or brush clarified butter over it Ooh. The butter soaks in and softens it. So this way it stays
1: gooey in the center. How do you clarify butter? You don't need to what actually. What questions do you ask it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Who are you working for? <laughs>
5: Uh, I mean, it's literally just as you're heating it, uh, clarification is separating the milk fats. Got it. Okay. So when you get the like,
1: the white stuff, that's the milk fat. Got it. Okay. Okay, Clarify that out. out. It's just the the liquid. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I did that because Zara with lactose intolerance. (laughs) Sure.
5: True. Mm -hmm. Very good. All right. How's jail, dude? Oh, it's great. You're having a great time. (laughs) I mean, I believe it. I'm Uh, just in here praying, man.
1: Yeah. Living my best life. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, in the last couple hours... Um, Nobody's bothered, man. No one is bothered. You've not heard, like, footsteps walk by your cell. Mm-hmm. You're essentially, at, like, you're in, um, like, the back wall is is also... It's just bars, It's just all bars. Oh, bars. So I'm in a cage. You're in a cage. Okay. Yeah, you're in, like, the center of the complex where, like, you can see that there are hallway walls behind you, so that way that's where you would see, like, the stone of it Mm -hmm. uh, outside of the bars. But, yeah, you were in, like, just a straight-up cage cage in the center. Gotcha. um, For, like, you know, they're obviously not going to put a war criminal in something that like you could weasel out you Ow, know andy frame mm-hmm. the bricks out they're not going to let you do that gotcha uh so yeah you you were fully exposed and like magically sealed in pretty cool. much yeah
5: no huge fan dude
1: yeah <laughs> digging it mm-hmm.
5: sitting here praying just staring at my armor <laughs> and uh absolutely contemplating the the life that i lived and uh reflecting upon whether or not i did enough good to have made it worth it
1: sure if if this is the end,
5: yeah. If, the, if sincerely, if this if this
1: is it, I
5: want to accept it with peace and dignity, and know that if this is to be how I do die, to know that I entrusted people to do the duty that I, as a shawl, was sent here to do, to reclaim this kingdom, and to know that honor and justice once again serve as the forefront of what this kingdom's beliefs are.
1: Sure yeah and i i would say that as you sit and pray Mm -hmm. you do you get that that same sort of feeling that every time you've kind of asked yourself a question and asked for guidance Mm -hmm. from your gods Mm -hmm. and you get that reassurance of i am doing good things Mm -hmm. the decisions that i'm making wherever this leads me yeah. And no matter what has happened in my life to the contrary, the things that I am concretely doing are good, mm-hmm. even if the things that have affected me are negative. Yeah. Yeah. And you get that same feeling where you feel as though you have honored your father's armor and you have done your duty as a soldier despite your young age, mm-hmm. that you have, you have done an honor to your gods and to the memory of your father.
7: Good.
1: And you sit in that like holy warmth. Serenity. Yeah, and, and almost a comfort mm-hmm. granting you this bit of light in this very dark place. Mm-hmm. And you hear footsteps behind you. Mm-hmm. And you hear the voice of the older knight behind you. Okay.
7: Marcus. Uh
5: Alright, Marcus is a wise enough man to know and to recall that only a few mere hours ago, Dart absolutely...
1: Absolutely did right in front of you.
5: ...failed his form yes. and demonstrated to me his capabilities of doing it. Yes. I would not turn around. Understood. And I would just say... What is it you want of me?
7: I didn't introduce myself before. My name is Captain Emmerich. I have a message from your friends.
5: Tell me. The name of the dragon. I gotta look it up. He (laughs) does know it! The gold one? Yeah, I just... HALA? HALA? I think it's H-A-L-A, or two L's A? Or maybe Hala was the dragon's child. Steve. (laughs) Benjamin.
1: Benjamin Benjamin May. Benjamin May. (laughs) Uh, um, Hala. Yep. Hala the Shining. Okay. The child is uh, Zaitan the Small. Okay.
7: Hala the Shining. Thank
5: you. Where did you find them?
7: I didn't find them. Uh, Arthur, I think his name was.
5: Merchant on the road, yes. A good man.
7: Yes, he's been, um, there are some followers of Ylmada here that have been trying to find a way to overthrow Jandar along with my help and a few others. Uh, Arthur, his men, and the Elmada followers have been watching you all as soon as you entered the city. They picked up two of your friends last night and the rest this morning after you were taken. They took them to a safe place. The tavern you were in is not safe.
5: Not surprised.
7: Yes. Uh, But they've been taken to a safe tavern beneath the ground. Thank you. Their message is that help is coming. Hold on. Dandelion seemed a little bit upset for you getting captured. What a sweet child.
5: Yes. It is a fool's errand.
7: I understand, but... One way or the other, Jondor needs to be stopped and it will be easier to do with you than without you. We are to go down this path and we are running out of time to stop him. The risk that it will take to save your life will be worth it when we have to fight him. You are a strong warrior, Marcus. You have the blood of a Shaw in you. If this city is to come out of the darkness, it will take all of you and all that I have to offer from this city, from the few men that I can trust.
5: Justice is not... Justice is not their aspiration. Some are looking for vengeance. Some are simply looking for a road home. It is not their duty nor their burden to bear.
7: I understand. I told them of the risks. They still want to save you. Shay said that there is a wheel that needs fixing and it needs you.
5: This is how I believe I can fix it.
7: They are coming, and they will need you to walk out of this cell with them. I need you to trust me. If we do not get you out of here and take out John Dar. The roots of his corruption will swallow this kingdom whole and it will be lost forever. Your bloodline runs deep in this city. There are those that will follow me and there are those that will follow shawl. I need you by my side in this. Or even if we stop him, even if we take him out, the kingdom will still be split and it will take time for it to recover. But if there are good people standing at the end of the tunnel, we might have a chance. There are those that can still be turned and still be swayed. There are a great number of misguided men here.
5: It is hard to know which path to take when the only one presented to you. No matter what comes at the price of your life. I do not know, even should I walk out of this cage and rejoin my friends. If we are capable of killing a man such as Jondar... ...better to let them leave... ...and go about their own path for life... ...with freedom and safety to choose for themselves.
7: They've chosen to rescue you. And with your rescue comes the caveat that we must take out Jondar. If they should leave... And you should die our chances of fighting him are significantly lower I do not have enough men to fight him on my own I have heard of the things that you all have done I understand it is a big ever ask of you to put aside the only path that you see in front of you and take another door
5: I fear that even if I leave the cage, it will only result in death. It might. But if I remain in the cage, the only death is mine, and it does not risk the death of Dandelion.
7: If you die, the kingdom will fall with it, and they are not safe in these walls either way. And that's why they must run. They won't. They will come for you. You have to go with them
5: expedite my execution. I can't
7: you can I cannot then I do not John. have the king's ear. Bring me John. Dollar.
5: If it is already over,
7: there is no reason to risk their lives to come for me. It is not over. I need you in this fight. I stood by your father's side. I will honor his name, and I will get you out of here. Please stand with me and fight. Fjordan needs you,
5: and Goldview needed Fjordin.
7: I understand the fate of Goldview lies with John Dor not with Fjordain. He has been leeching this ground for many, many years. Please, Marcus. I will do anything I can to keep your friend safe.
5: Should the plans go awry, Tell them to run. And do not let them persist. Only if you promise me that will I remain in this cage.
7: If the plans fail, I will get them out of here. I will make them run. Thank you. Do you have a message you'd like to bring back to them?
1: Help? slip a piece of paper through the bar to you.
5: Yeah, I mean I would, you know, kind of slide around half toward like mm-hmm. half turned and take the paper. <laughs> Obviously not have anything with which to write. There would have
7: been a, a quill with it. Sure.
5: I would take the paper, look at it mournfully, crumple it, and hand him back the quill. Ask them only... Tell them only that I beg for their forgiveness. That Greymoor, for me, was always the end of the road. And I did not have the heart to tell them that. I did not want them to bear that burden. I wanted one last night to enjoy a meal. With the only remaining friends that I had. That I had cared. And released from servitude the remaining few who lived in Goldview. That dandelion's care was placed in the trusted souls of those I've come to know. Tell them I am sorry. That I am already dead And I would hand him the coin
7: I will tell them But they will still come I know They shouldn't
5: I would turn and I would look at the armor
7: again mm-hmm. Be strong, Marcus.
5: Strength is what got me here, Captain Emmerich. Strength is what will carry me to my grave. Help will come. As will death.
1: He turns and walks down the hall. Yeah.
5: I would look at the armor and wait until I heard his footsteps fade away from an echo. Mm -hmm. And I would intently then begin to listen afterwards for any subsequent footsteps
1: that I hear echoing in the halls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't hear any others. Okay.
5: Anything else for me, then?
1: You're just looking at your armor stone, just waiting?
5: I, if I do not hear anyone or anything... <laughs> I would begin to once again don the armor. And after I had uh, restored the full regalia... I'm assuming the bars in here are iron. Yes. I would begin with my left hand with the blackened glove banging on the bars, yelling out the name of John Dollar.
7: Give me to bounce. No, I'm going to on- have
0: Are we done?
1: Yeah. We're just here to say goodbyes. Boom. Friends, thank you very, very much for watching tonight. I hope you enjoyed the episode this evening. Uh, we will be live next on Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, and then Tuesday for the city of Oshwamp at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and then next Friday again with this Campaign The Lost Kings of Adoras at 7pm Eastern time. Uh, we appreciate you guys very much. DJ and Galley. thank you guys for the resubs. Oh,
0: Gally was here? Yeah,
1: Galley was here briefly. He asked if there were more dungeons and more dragons and I said more dungeons and he said he was looking for dragons and dragons. Oh. Uh, it's very unfortunate, yeah. but thank you guys very much and we will see you next time. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night.